Hey everyone, coming up, we're going to talk about the worst show possibly in history, the eighth voyage of Sinbad at Islands of Adventure, uh, plus a lot more. So live from the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Universal Edition of the Diz Unplugged. Episode 82 of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the ver- perfect vacation. Please visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Oh, wow, I forgot how to do this. It's been a while. Uh, it's been actually three weeks. Yes, it has been three weeks. I am your host. Your ghost host. Your ghost host with the most, Craig Williams. Yes, that is me. That's me. And today I am joined in the back with, I still don't know if it's with or by. You know, in the back is associate producer Rhino Clavin. Hello. I'm joined with or i'm joined by I'm not, i don't want to say joined anymore also in the room i am accompanied by no <laughs> also also in the room is rhino clavin associate producer as well as uh first comer on this show our other associate producer oliver green hello everybody Ole. so for those of you who only watch the this show, and not the Tuesday show. Oliver is our brand new associate producer at the Diz. Um, so he will be joining us now on the, the Universal show. He's a, he's a huge Universal fan from what I've, uh, I've discovered, mostly because he told me. I, I am. You're not wrong. He dug real deep for that one. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, I put him through a big questionnaire. said, do you like Universal? We, we had what they call yes. a conversation. I'm not sure if you're familiar with this. A back and forth. Yes. Yes, it was a good back and forth. Uh, so hopefully his insight and uh, also his Britishness, if you, <laughs> you couldn't pick up on that before, <laughs> will bring a fresh new perspective to this show that we currently didn't have before. Um, so before we get too started, too, as you can see, Jenny Lynn isn't here right now. Um, she just couldn't be here today, so she will be back with us next week. Hey, the fact that we're even going up today after three weeks of missing out on shows, uh, it, it's good that we get it. So uh, one person, porcin, <laughs> you well, one poison short right now. But one, one porpoise short. One porpoise short, but we'll, uh, we'll get the other person back in next week, and we'll finally be a fuller house all over again. Oh, my God, a Carly Rae Jepsen gem. Yes, it was her gem. She sings the theme song to Fuller House. You look yeah. at me oh. like I got two heads. God. No, I already you're, knew that. Somebody had already told you're me You're in that. America, just, Oliver. Sorry. <laughs> it's time to start learning things. Okay. I'm, yeah, I'm not going to open up that can of worms. <laughs> Fantastic. So, Oliver, do you want to share anything with our audience before we get started about yourself for those who don't know you yet? Yeah, Talk sure. Talk about um, Universal a little bit. All that um, good stuff. Yeah, I'm a huge, huge fan of theme parks uh, overall, especially in the Orlando area. I've been coming for years uh back and forth Sneaking all the way in. from jolly old england yeah um yeah i've just got i've got a, a healthy amount of knowledge about universal i've got a healthy fandom for universal and when's Islands the first adventure. time you went uh yeah uh 1996 oh, i believe okay so years ago so now i have another fellow 90s universal person because I, I was the only one who had, had uh, well you know, like, I was I was born in ninety one and I went in ninety six, so mm. but yeah, I that's when I first went. Sorry. <laughs> I've never wanted to slap you so more. We, got a, <laughs> we got a baby on board. Yeah, <laughs> and, but you know, you, you've seen Universal at an era that I haven't seen, so uh right there we get a nice new fresh look at it. Should all be good. I'm excited for this. I don't know if you guys are. It doesn't matter at the end of the day. We're still doing this anyway. Um, but yeah, we have a we have a huge, massive show today. Eighth Voyage of Sinbad. I mean, we've been talking this one up now for weeks uh, about doing this show. And we're going to do it. I promise we are going to do it. Unfortunately, and just, we're doing it. Um, unfortunately, we have to do it. Um, we've already locked it in. 
And we are going to do that in just a little bit, but obviously a lot of news has actually happened. Not a lot, really. We're going to talk about three things. Those are the only three things that have happened. There's an overwhelming amount of news right now. It's a very exciting news, though. I'll say that. It's not a lot of news, but very exciting news. So I think we are going to kick it off, and we are going to jump into... Rhino, what are we jumping into? The buzz. Buzz. Okay. The buzz. It's our little crappy take on news that we <laughs> seem to do once every while whenever we actually have news so first off uh if you haven't been uh unless you've been living in a hole for all of this morning then you probably have heard the news that nbc universal has acquired dreamworks animation that is the first topic we are going to discuss so that's breaking uh, though so like our news yeah. stories though we've been gone for a while they are current now. We have one breaking one, one not breaking but still relevant, and then one that happened last week. Yeah. But, so, you know, <laughs> two out of three ain't bad. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, there's been rumors circulating for the past couple of days uh, at the start of this week that Comcast was looking to buy DreamWorks Animation. Not DreamWorks in general. DreamWorks, of course, split off. There's DreamWorks Animation, uh, home of movies like Shrek, Kung Fu Panda, uh, Madagascar, How to Train Your Dragon, you know, these huge franchises that come out over and over again. And then on the other side of the house, you have DreamWorks, the live action film studio. So Steven Spielberg kind of went with the live action films. Jeffrey Katzenberg, he went with the animation and they had their own two little houses. So, uh, although, wait, a, wait a minute. I, I, I might have misheard you in the beginning. They bought both, right? No, they bought Just DreamWorks the animation. animation. Oh, so. Not, the- not DreamWorks. DreamWorks as a whole does not exist anymore. It's DreamWorks Animation. It's, it's always and then separate now. DreamWorks. Yes. Okay. Okay. So Universal did. They ended up getting the distribution deal on live action. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. 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 Because okay, so, there was a big thing. It was Steven Spielberg's home yeah, again. He was returning yeah. home. That's right. So yeah, they have distribution for live action, and now they own. And, well, not yet. By the end of 2016, whenever the whole deal is finished off, they will officially own DreamWorks Animation. Uh, and they add on all of those great films that I already mentioned. Well, I don't know if we can qualify Madagascar as great, but certainly some of the Shrek movies are classics. How to Train Your Dragon uh, easily rivals Disney movies, Disney animation. I still haven't um, seen them yet. I got to see them. Yeah, the, I do have a problem because, you know, they DreamWorks has that flaw where they get really big voice actors, not really big voice actors, really big actors to do their voices. So, like, for me, as the main character of How to Train Your Dragon is Jay Baruchel. Yeah, so you can and hear. it's like, well, that's, that's him. And when you hear... You know, whenever you hear some of their characters, Gerard Butler is his dad in that movie. It just it sticks out as well. I'm listening to Jay and Gerard. So I'm not always a fan of that. But their storytelling, especially in those movies, has just. Well, I love it, Kung Fu brilliant. Panda. It's brilliant. And, and, and yeah, Kung Fu Panda. Another huge, huge, huge one. The third Kung Fu Panda is about to come out. I um, haven't. I, I haven't. You mean on Blu-ray? Because it, it came out of the movie theater in January. Did it already? Yeah, and it was Did a, it, it really was just blow past me. Y- yeah, it, well, it was it was it was an unexpected release date because uh, it, it came out in January and it did well and it was critically did well and I missed it too. I I seen the other two in the movie. I've seen the other two. I've seen the other two in the movie theater and I I'm upset. I've missed this one. So I got to be honest. DVD. I genuinely 100 percent did not know that it already came out in theaters. I, I completely. I don't think it. the marketing was very heavy for this one for some reason. It was just kind of like, it's coming, here's the thing, and it was come and gone. Skadoosh. 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 Uh, but also the, the thing that we're not seeing with DreamWorks animation is there's actually even more deep down that I didn't even know that DreamWorks owned as a part of DreamWorks Classic. Uh, they own the characters of Where's Waldo? Oh. But the exciting mm-hmm. ones are they own Frosty the Snowman and Rudolph the Red-Nosed <gasps> Reindeer. Oh. Like, so, like the, the stop motion ones? I believe yes. That's they are now. That's all a part of their. Oh, their that's branch. exciting. So I could be wrong. I mean, that's just what that's what Universal said in their press release is that they were acquiring uh, these products as part of DreamWorks Classic as well too. So with mm. that plus the movies that they were already making before, and then we kind of forget that DreamWorks had a pretty successful run of movies. Uh, before they really got into like Shrek and the computer animation, they had the Prince of Egypt. 
yep. um, that was very, very popular whenever it came out at the time. So just another uh, one too from back then. I can't remember. I read it this morning and I was like, oh yeah, that's an that's an old an old one. Road to El Dorado was Fox, right? No, I, I, maybe it is Road to El Dorado that I'm thinking of. It, it was something around the time, and it looks very similar to the Prince of Egypt, and I, that's why. I, Maybe it's maybe no. Oh no, it was. Yeah, it was Is DreamWorks. It? Yeah. So and Elton John did the music yes, for that yeah, movie. So yeah. it was big for that reason. Um so yeah, there's there's a lot of heft coming in with this deal. And uh NBC was acquiring DreamWorks animation and right now the equity value of it is three point eight billion dollars. Wow. Um uh, and just to put that in perspective, Star Wars was bought for about four billion. So uh it's Marvel hefty. too, right? Hefty, yeah, hefty amount of money being thrown down for DreamWorks Animation, which some people see as a very slipping product. Um, they had all the layoffs a while ago in their animation realm uh, to try to cut costs for going over budget. Um, well, the thing but, about the thing about DreamWorks Studio that I think people sometimes overlook is that it's not the size of. It's not the size of Sony. I don't know why I said Sony. Like, well, Sony's a big studio too, but Fox or Warner Brothers, it's nowhere near that caliber. It's a smaller, like, I want to use the word boutique almost, but it's a little bit bigger than that. But they've always been reliant on others for like distribution pretty much. So, so the fact that it, I I don't know. I don't know. Steven Spielberg and Jeffrey Katzenberg really were hoping that. DreamWorks would become one of the big names yeah. and it just never really panned out. Um, but to say that they're not successful at what they do is a gross understatement. Um, and I think this actually fits in well. DreamWorks has been known for such a long time now of really, I mean, they churn out sequels to their movies and they, they try to build them as franchises. Uh, and they, they've done a pretty good job at it. I feel like Universal at the same time too has learned a lot through uh, stuff like Fast and Furious and now rebooting Jurassic World. They're, they're yeah. starting to understand the sequel game too and how to build these big, uh, these big actual good yeah. franchises. So universes and I, whatever. Yeah. Exactly. I think it's a nice blend together. Um, you know, a, a couple things going along with it too, obviously. Um, you know, in terms of theme parks, which is what we're all about here, especially on this show, it means that right now they're going to now no longer have to license these DreamWorks characters. Mm-hmm. They can actually bring them in and own them and have them in the theme parks as long as there's not any uh, weird rights with other theme parks that might currently have it, kind of like in the Disney, uh, yeah. Marvel, Universal dispute. But uh, it's going to bring in multiple things. It's going to add a brand new kid element to Universal by being able to bring in these characters. Yeah. And just thinking about it in that way, having, you know, going from Universal being kind of like outdated in its kid zone with Barney and Woody Woodpecker Curious and George. Uh, Fievel, yeah. all those together. And now you're looking at Nintendo's coming in on top of DreamWorks being able to have a bigger presence in. And then the fact that it looks like Secret Life of Pets is going to be a huge movie. Yeah. All of a sudden now, Universal and is bound me to, too. They've got yeah. that too. Yeah. It's just Universal's opening up these new doors where I think they're going to really push for the kids market. And with a smart acquire like uh, DreamWorks Animation, they are actually going to be able to bolster their offerings for children that yeah. they never could before because of outdated, irrelevant uh, intellectual properties that they had in there. So, and Dream, well, DreamWorks is similar to Disney in the sense where like they'll get that property. They tell like you said, they tell the story about the franchises, but almost every one of those movies we names too have TV shows. Because there was a How to Train Your Dragon TV show, there is a Kung Fu Panda TV show. I there was the Penguins of Madagascar movie, but there was also a TV show. And it's all through Nickelodeon too, which is a major brand, you yeah. know, and so it's it, it's which I don't know how that deal works with that, but you know, Universal has a history with Nickelodeon, and it's just kind of it to me. Immediately, I saw that announcement, and I was just like, "Oh, I can't, I can't wait to see if like if there's going to be like a DreamWorks section of the park." The only thing I'm upset about is if you've watched or listened to the show enough, you've heard that uh, we don't have the highest opinion of Shrek 4D. No, so <coughs> I mean, I love John Lithgow. Don't get me wrong. Of course, we all love John Lithgow. We even love Mike Myers. He's an American treasure, Oliver. Is that your word for it? Do you know who John Lithgow is? Do you know who John Lithgow is? He's talking to you, because I know who he is. He slapped that dancing girl right in the face in the church. I want to say yes. 
Oh just because I'm scared what will happen if I say no. Third Rock from the Sun. He's the is main he the character. Oh, yeah, I know, the balding gentleman. Yes. Yes, yes. I know who he is. Yes, I'm aware. Okay, Oliver. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> fantastic. So, I'm on board. <laughs> Oliver, do you have anything to say about this? Because people want to make sure that you get to speak. Oh, no, yeah, that's why I was uh, staying quiet. I don't have too much to add. I just think it was they, they paid a lot more for it than they should have. That's the only input I've got for it. And I think that we've kind of covered up why, because they, it's going to open up so many more markets for, you know, for yep. them, so many more channels. So I can see why they were so happy to pay what I think is an inflated price for it. So, uh, Do you like, have you seen any of those movies? Do you like those movies? I have, I've seen a I'm few just curious. Them. I think it'll fit in very well with what Universal does at the minute. There's nothing that's going to feel out of place. If they were to develop any of the uh, franchises that they've now inherited, yeah. it's not going to feel it's not going to feel uh, unique. Like Harry Potter almost feels like unique in the parks. Yeah. But that, you know, it has its own section almost. So it's it works. Yeah. But anything else if they were to build like a standalone attraction, it's not going to look out or fail out of place yeah but i would it's imperfectly i I would love if you know as much as i'm sick of shrek 4d if they could build like an entire like enchanted forest or duloc aspect to it that would be cool like you could get into it in that castle yeah Yeah. that'd be um i think the the one last good piece of information from this is obviously I, i think i've said jeffrey katzenberg's name at some point in this uh instead he is taking obviously a nice payout by making this deal but he's actually going to stay on and be a part of the chairman of oh, dreamworks cool. still in that aspect and then he's also going to be a consultant to nbc universal so oh. i think that's a nice part of that relationship too is that they're going to keep friendly and i mean jeffrey katzenberg has been in the industry for so long now he's uh, he's such a big player in it the fact that Universal now has him uh, speaking in their ear about decisions. Do you think that, help. that Universal is going to keep their animation section separate from DreamWorks too? The way that Disney has like Disney, Lucasfilm, Marvel. Do you think it'll be like I forget? It's not Illuminati, but what's the it's name? Illumination Il- Entertainment. Illumination Entertainment. Yeah. Do you think it'll be? Here's the Illumination. Uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's all going to be separate. They're you know so that, they have that two in house now animated studios which is interesting too yeah that branding helps it's like that's why you know pixar versus the fact that pixar has that name granted it is disney pixar but it's still pixar yeah dreamworks is still dreamworks there's no point in trying to absorb something whenever people know that they can somewhat trust that dreamworks yeah that's true that's true so uh very exciting we'll see how it plays out in the next couple years with new attractions and such uh, but you know, we have to move on and it's, it's the end of April. So what's that mean? Halloween. Of course. Uh, yeah. That's when I start Halloween. Well, I start November 2nd. I just get to, yeah. I get, like to get a real so big head start. As soon as it, <laughs> yeah. I, I start as soon as Christmas ends, it's Halloween. It's again. all I care about. Yeah. You know, we, we do take a moment to celebrate 4th of July somewhere in the middle, but yeah, it's all course, about yeah. Halloween. Yeah. So we have our, we have two houses that have been announced so far uh, for Halloween Horror Nights 26 in 2016. Uh, the first one that was released last week, we have the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the 1974 classic horror film. Uh, is it not? Its, is it not? I'm sorry. Is it not um, talking about? I keep hitting the wrong button. I'm sorry. Is it not? Is it not including the 2003? No, no, no. This this will be solely based off of the 1974 oh, original movie. Oh, um, so. Not that there's anything wrong with 2003. I thought the 2003 um, one was great. It was terrifying. Yeah, Jessica Biel running around, saving uh, that, saving that baby. Uh, um, yeah, <laughs> and it's a good impression. No, I, I Universal Hollywood tackled the 2003 movie a couple years ago. I want to say in 2012. Okay, so uh, it's not for Halloween Horror Nights as a whole, Hollywood. All the all the places to do it. This isn't the first time, and even the character of Leatherface, I believe, he's shown up at Horror Nights before. Yeah, I think so. This is the first time it's been in uh, the nineteen seventy four dedicated house. That's cool. Uh, classic like that. Um, he's going to be in it quite a bit. Uh, it's going to follow the exact storyline of the movie. It's going to be the five friends. Oh, that good are, wheelchair guy in the woods. They're on their trip, and I hate that part. 
cannibalistic family, Leatherface, all that good stuff. Um, how do you feel about it? I, I, when they made this announcement, I was like, oh, that's, I, I, okay, I already said, I think, last year about how the chainsaw people make me nervous to begin with, because even without the chain on it, it still can hurt you. And so I'm like, immediately like, oh God, I'm going to hate this house in the way that I'm going to be scared because it's going to be a lot. I'm assuming there'll be multiple leather faces in there with the chainsaw, but you also kind of forget. Like you said, there's the family. The family's creepy too. And like the house is cool. You know, I love a good house that is an actual house. So I love that, like, I love imagining the aesthetic of what this is going to look like. That 70s washed out. Like, if you've never seen the original movie, it's. It's it's, disgusting. Yeah, it's hard to watch too because it's just the way it's made too. It's just insane. Yeah, I mean, it's got gore. I wouldn't say it's overly gory, especially on today's standards. It's just gross. Yeah. It's a gross movie to watch. You don't feel clean after watching it. And yeah, so I know it's going to translate very well into a house. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they have the ability to do well. On our site, I even wrote, like, I think about two years ago with Dollhouse of the Damned and the one room that just was, like, covered with poop all over the walls and it smelled disgusting and they they did that for that house and what the they're gonna do the meat, what they could do like the, I mean yeah. it, it could be just sick. Looking well, I, I imagine because I don't I don't know if I'm getting it mixed up with the 2003 one or the original because I've seen them both but I've seen the newer one more. But clearly there's there's that movie scared the bejesus out of me because I saw it in the woods was the problem too. So then you leave that theater and you've got to go back and you're like oh, this is a terrible idea. Oliver, have you been to Halloween Horror Nights? I have, yes. You have? How so, do you feel about getting scared? Um, yeah, the Chainsaw Man do make me feel uneasy. Well, do, the, is the, it like something you seek out? Do you look forward to Halloween Horror Nights, or is it like somebody brought you? That's what we should say. No, I, I go, but I it always amazes me how much uh, more scared I am. You need a little liquid there. courage there? Yeah. yeah. I tend to push other people right in front of oh, anyone Craig's who chases not me. Like that. I'm I not. That. I don't enjoy tall. I'm pretty tall myself as well. I'm like six two, but I don't enjoy tall people when they run at me. Oh yeah, that's what gets me. And this, the whole character, because Leatherface, oh, yeah, Leatherface, Leatherface is that's huge. his thing. Yeah, it's he's running. He's gonna run, yeah. and he's absolutely. You know, he's yeah. huge. So yeah, I'm. This You're is one. I'd be. I'd be. Yeah, very. Yeah. Like, I'd be happy to. Maybe set up. Oh no, you'll be coming. <laughs> if he he made me do them all, you're definitely coming. I, yeah, I know. Yeah, 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 I mean, I'm, I'm more excited about the other house that's coming. To be honest, and we'll get there. I am. I, I'm not bothered by the chainsaws. They they more or less annoy me than anything else. They never scare me. Uh, and le- the only way I get scared by them is whenever it's just a really well-timed scare where I like don't expect it coming. Through the crowd behind and you. And they, they get you out of nowhere. But that's the jump effect that I don't need a chainsaw to scare me in that way. It could just be a person go... <laughs> like it's, it, I imagine the, the aliens from The Simpsons yeah. scaring you right there. <laughs> Oh, human. Human. (laughs) (laughs) It it, it doesn't even, yeah, it it doesn't need to be a chainsaw. So I think this is going to be one of those houses that's just very, very, very gross, as I've already said. I don't know how scary it will be. If you're not afraid of chainsaws, if you're afraid of chainsaws, no, I think it, I think it could still be scary without it because it's like we there's a lot of scary elements, and I think this is what the 2003 movie did so well is it brought out those elements that are in the original movie. Oh, in the original movie that are like it's a that house is creepy the family's off there's a lot there's like I, there's so much bizarre it just feels unsettling and then on top of that you've got a maniac who's got a person's face with a chainsaw running at you well but. talk about unsettling the next house is going to be unsettling to a lot of people oh yeah and that is arguably one of the scariest movies of all time on most people's list as the scariest movie of all time. I have a funny story about this movie, too. Go. Not a funny story, but my dad apparently had seen this movie when he was he was younger. My my dad was born in, like, 63, so I don't, I don't remember what year this came out. 73. 73? Yep. Yeah, so he would have been very young, you know, and saw this movie. And, you know, in the 90s, late 90s, early 2000s, like, the Ouija board made that comeback where, like, everybody's doing the Ouija board again. And so my dad found out I had it, and... And my my because my parents are divorced, so my dad was at my house once, and he was like, he found out we had it, and his reaction, stone face, just you're gonna burn that effing thing, and he's you know said the word, and I remember like kind of laughing, and my dad went, 
right now. You're going to go get it, and we're going to burn it. And he made me get rid of it. Like, he, it does terrify Oh, people. no. He's scared. And I didn't know it was in the movie at that time. So I didn't. my mom explained it to me later. It was like, well, your father had a traumatic experience watching The Exorcist, but he won't tell anybody he's afraid of it. But he's afraid of it because of that movie. Like, my dad is not somebody who gets scared, who gets very emotional at all. So it was just a really awkward – and it just makes me kind of laugh sometimes when I think about it. But have you seen the movie? I have seen the movie. Does it scare you? It does. Does it scare you, see. Craig? Um, it doesn't scare me. It bothers me. I, I'm not afraid of any movies. I've never like sat oh, there. Tough guy, and yeah. Screamed. No, it's not a tough guy thing. It's just I. It's I can't turn off because I get into the film critic mode where I have to look oh, at all yeah. the meaning and the purpose and everything, and it's very hard for me to turn off. I still do. Uh, once I see a movie like three or four times, mm-hmm. Exorcist is a movie I've probably only watched twice because it is just it, it's disturbing. Yeah. I. You know, it, it's just I, I know the effects and everything they did back then. They are dated now, but it's just the idea that it, this looks very realistic at points. It, yeah, the idea still holds of up possession. Yeah, I agree. Is very disturbing. Uh, yeah, to me. that's what, that's what I was just going to say. You talked about how um, it, it, it's not jump out scary for you. It's like kind of the whole atmosphere, and that movie for me nails that because I mean you've got that. It's one of those movies that's built in that lore, too. As you know, like, things went wrong while they were filming this movie, and people, like, died while they yeah. were filming the movie, and this, that stairwell is notorious, yeah. and and her, and just all that stuff. Well, and that's, it's also about the characters. I mean, Linda Blair, who yeah. plays Reagan in it, talk about being put in a position. I mean, she acted the crap out of that role. You know, she uh, used to smoke a, cigarettes to make that voice. That's at, her actual voice. Such a young age. I think she was 12 whenever she did that. And yeah. then Ellen Bernstein, just mm-hmm. her reactions to everything in the movie, how uh, being her mother and just freaked out and terrified. Like that also set the movie into such a scary realm because of it. And then like Max von Sydow, I was just, just being say, yeah. himself is always, a little off-putting. Um, but then add on top of that, too, one of the most iconic themes in a horror movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, right up there with the fact that uh, Halloween. Yeah. And w- with Halloween's iconic theme. And then Exorcist has that same... That, that same, ting-ting, like, yeah, it's my just, high pitch. You know, all of that elements Don't combined make a very, a very scary movie. But I know it's going to be just like Halloween where you're walking up to the, whenever we had the Halloween house a couple of years ago, you walked up to that house. You heard the music. That was one of my favorite it houses. started in. Yeah. This is going to be the same way. It puts you in that mode. Yeah. It's so I have a question for you because there's a, a view, uh, a viewer who or listener who pointed this out. I saw when the announcement was made, they were saying they were interested to see how it was going to be handled because this movie has very few locations. It's mostly, mm-hmm. um, what, what's the question? Reagan? Reagan's Reagan. bedroom. Yeah. And it's the outside of the house and the inside of the house. And that's it's just the one and room. That's, yeah. If if you read about the movie um, and even uh, Michael Aiello, the creative director of entertainment, yeah. especially for Halloween Horror Nights, he even admitted it's very hard to translate this entire movie because into a house because it all takes place into the be- in the bedroom, yeah. into her bedroom. And that was a choice by the filmmakers whenever they made the movie is that they wanted – they wanted people to be so afraid every time you knew they were going into the bedroom. That's when like, the bad stuff was, was. going to happen. Yeah. That's why they tried to keep as much out of it as possible. Like the spider walk scene that uh, they came back later. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Stuff like that. It's, they didn't want that outside the room. They wanted, they wanted that fear to be built up. If they're talking hmm. outside, they're going to go in yeah. and that's when it's going to happen. And I mean, yeah, it's, you're literally going to walk from room to room to room probably with just different setups well, I was and thinking different aspects, but you that's can, okay. You can do the, there's some, st- cause you can do the exterior of the house and like Reagan's playing with the Ouija board. You've got that scene and I- I'm sure that Universal is going to try and include the spider walk even, Honestly, you know, I mean, it's signature. You can't ignore point. it because it's such an iconic part of the film. Yeah. And they had they it. Gonna- they had it in their teaser video. They showed oh, the spider walk. Oh, they did? So yeah. I, I don't know how they're going to pull it off, but well, I think they're going to. In the movie, it was just uh, – it was a like a um, Russian gymnast or something like that. It was a contortionist who did it. Who It's it's an actual person doing it. It's, there's no like trick to it. It's just you a person came down do the, for the for the house. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a casting call out there in the future. We'll have to watch for it, but – I think I, the, I, I like that these two movies are the same decade, too. I You know, it's like kind of like they're going into those – you know they did American Werewolf in London, or in in London. Yeah, sorry, last year, and 
these two fit together, and I'd like to see what the next property they yeah. go for is. I uh, so we'll kind of end it here, but I'll give my trailing thoughts on all this, and we'll we'll put it in there. But uh, yeah, right now they the first two houses they announced are two classic horror movies, which I don't. I mean, two in a row. That's that's awesome. That's incredible. On top of that, um, uh, on top of that, we we didn't hear Walking Dead yet. We didn't hear Walking Dead yet. And well, that's, well, that's good to me. That might happen still eventually. Hasn't happened yet. Um, pushing on from that, uh, it's expected that Krampus is going to come this year. <gasps> so Hollywood, you saw Dark Christmas. Their scares out oh, last yeah. year, and it was it was great. And and it reminded me. I think there was a Krampus character in there, not Krampus yeah. the movie, but Krampus. You yeah, know, Kramp- the, the lore. Sorry, yeah. and I shouldn't. I, we keep saying Krampus in German. It's Krampus. So we Bell have to Schickel. say it in the we have to say it in the Austro-Germanic way of Krampus. So uh, yeah, so we're we're gonna hear that announcement. It's got to be coming soon. That's a house that I would love. Oh, that would be so cool. Can you imagine like the snow coming down? And stuff? I would love if they would keep that open through Halloween into Christmas, just oh, because they have so much so down good. right now. Yeah, just if it's in a tent, especially they can still run it. Just no, it, try it, to do it can it. be they have the walking dead in hollywood and now we could have our our own little yeah. like there's our haunted house you know yeah, all it, year, it, you know? it can go away after the holidays but just through that but moving back on to the the fact that they're classic movies it's also they've take they've been smart about it leatherface is an icon mm-hmm. what worked so well last year one of the most popular houses freddie versus jason oh yeah makes sense why they're bringing in leatherface uh, some of the best houses the past couple of years, American Werewolf in London, uh, followed by Halloween the next year, bringing back American Werewolf. And then, although it's more of a new horror classic, but still disturbing, Ins- all taking place in a house, Insidious. Insidious, yeah. So Exorcist fits in right with that theme. Right now, they're choosing houses that really play to what they've been doing well the past couple of years. You think they'll it's do another be Purge? Because yeah. there's another movie coming out this yeah. summer. I think they're going to do the light of the election, election year. year. Do yeah. you think it'll be a scare zone or you think it'll be a house? Uh, house. House, yeah. House. So, How did it work as a house last year? Because I never went to Halloween Horror Nights last year. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I didn't even see the scare zone. It worked so well. I enjoyed the scare zone immensely. The, in, in, in Hollywood last year, too, they did the... Um, the terror tram was the purge, so the way they the tram broke down. Yeah, there was also like a scare zone that you had That's to walk clever. through. But then when they dropped you off, you basically walked through the movies, and that was That's that was so crazy. Clever. And it was one of my favorite houses here, even though I hadn't seen the movies. So it was yeah. it was it was cool. It was good. So it's uh, really really looking like it's going to be a great year for Halloween Horror Nights. So we'll talk about whatever houses are released in between now and then. But let's go ahead and get off the buzz train and let's move on to our good old uh, segment that we're actually doing on today's show. And that's the eighth voyage of Sinbad. So for those of you out there who haven't been uh, privileged enough at this point to see this Stupid, stupid show. Uh, <laughs> we're going to go ahead and show you about six minutes of it. It's a, it's about a 20-minute show. Well, I cut down not the best parts, not even the worst parts. I just put in parts. parts. It's all very <laughs> random put together. Best just wanted to give you guys a taste of it. So uh, before we have a discussion, we will uh, let you take a look at it. And for those of you who are, uh, are listening and not watching, um, we'll find a way for you to see it. Godspeed. <laughs> Godspeed. <laughs> So, that was the eighth voyage of Sinbad. Not the full thing, obviously, just uh, bits and pieces of it. Uh, if you couldn't tell, for those who are watching, it's atrocious. Um, it's just awful. It, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> End of review. No. We'll see you next Thursday on the... <laughs> universe. So, okay. The eighth voyage of Sinbad is in the Lost Continent. Um, that, and for those of you who are confused, the Lost Continent and Islands of Adventure, the Lost Continent is also where Poseidon, Poseidon's fury is along with Mythos, Jesus, (laughs) help me, help me, help me, um, along with Mythos, the restaurant that we reviewed earlier in the year. And it is that big giant section that is very beautiful, especially at night. But deep down, we all just wish that the Wizarding World of Harry Potter would take over just it already. Keep expanding outward. And, you know, before I couldn't really, I always made fun of Sinbad without giving it a chance. So I finally gave it a chance. And um, I, wait, had you not seen it before? No. 
Oh, okay. No, of course not. I, I thought you'd seen it, didn't like it, and then we're giving it another chance. So. No, no. This oh. was my first chance I was giving it. I, I was proud to make fun of it not knowing whether or not it would be good. And <laughs> I was I was justified in my reaction to it because it is just as bad as I was expecting it to be. So for those of you who don't know out there and you couldn't pick it up from the little video, so the story follows uh, Sinbad, not the comedian. It would be a lot better if it was Sinbad the comedian. It would be a lot funnier, that's for sure. He'd be looking and, for a turbo uh, man. <laughs> and, and his uh, sidekick, Kebab, which is shortened in the show to Bob at times. Just completely which, racist. And <laughs> borderline. Borderline inappropriate. And it's not good. Not good. They should have just called him Tarragon uh, or something. like. So then there's the princess who is trapped and the villain Mysteria calls all her minions out there and you know we we can sit here and bicker and moan and argue over what the plot is the fact is there isn't really one it's just a bunch of random what they call stunts thrown together <laughs> yeah and a just a dysfunctional mismatch you know what this looks like the high school production of a thing called stunts yeah, <laughs> this uh, this reminds me of like whenever you're a kid and you're making you play fighting in the wrestling videos yeah. and play fighting. Um, for some reason, every time Sinbad punches someone, he has to jump <laughs> and he does a jump punch. Uh, Clearly, you've never been in a bar fight before then because it, it looks can, like a West Side Story production. <laughs> if I can find something to like first, I'm going to jump on this rock and then I'm going to jump and punch you. That's what I'm going to do. It happens way too much. The The girl, the the princess she may this one in this show I, I feel bad if you're out there uh i know that as stunt actors and actresses and uh you know you have to worry about each other's safety you get as close as possible without putting yourselves in harm mm -hmm. but i i feel like watching this show if you're going to be like that far away from actually hitting and just rely on those sound effects don't even do it at all it'd be like me swinging it like whoa <laughs> and it just we had us. Oh, gotcha! Right in your right in your noggin, which you can't really tell, but we're like ten feet away yeah. from each other. <laughs> and let, let's be fair. Some of like some of the effects they use are impressive, especially like the fire effects and doing a lot of the pyrotechnics in the show. I'm a good fan of pyrotechnics. Pyrotechnics aren't stunts, right? Uh, it's you know, I, I really I want to see a realistic fight. But depending on what angle you're at in the theater, you can tell that they are two feet apart from hitting each other. And, you know, that goes into how the actors play it off, too. Whenever you over-exaggerate getting hit and it came nowhere near you, it just looks bad. It looks fake. And that happened way too much during this show. And it looks like it wants to be the Adam West Batman you know how they used to like punch every time you go to punch somebody, they completely bend over and it's like you've got the, you know, you're, you're always hitting in the gut. But this looks like a terrible version of that. Like it, it just, it, I find it offensive <laughs> to be honest. Like it's, it's almost like, I don't even know what it is. There's even a shot in that video where the princess goes to punch the guy and it's clear like he's wait they're all waiting for the next move. They're not waiting for the current move. It's it kind of like so she goes to go she like raises the elbow and the guy's like, "Oh, okay, wait a second. I got to get got to get my stretch position to do the backflip that your punch is going to cause." See, I was as a child, I was a huge fan of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and the fight scenes remind me of How the fight scenes. How dare you? No, How no, dare you? The, of the, no, they were good in Buffy, but they yes. remind me of the fight scenes in Buffy like I imagine as they were rehearsing them because it oh, just yeah. seems like so. <laughs> this is what everybody had sweatpants on, and they're like, "Well, we've kind of sketched out this idea." Yeah, let me show you what we've got. Yeah. Not like, "Oh, let's sit down and you know put on a show." <laughs> yeah. Well, it feels like I said, it feels very '90s. It definitely is that '90s stunt show vibe. Like, I remember the Batman and Robin stunt show at Six Flags in Massachusetts, and that was so much better than this because there's freaking Batman and Robin in their suits with the Batmobile. And the stuff they're doing, and they even made fun of the fact that they're punching and using the punching sound effect. But this is like just a bunch of asshats running around. I don't know why. Yeah, <laughs> Good word choice. I, I can't think Fantastic. about it. Um, parental advisory on this one. Uh, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Donkey hats. Um, excuse me. Donkey. We can say that now. Donkey. Uh, <laughs> 
the next issue we have with this is something that is recurring with the shows we talk about at Universal. We brought it up with Beetlejuice. Um, I'm hoping we don't get flamed. Like whenever we ripped apart Beetlejuice, you know, we we, we had some people. people who were actually in the show be offended by us. But I mean, you have to. You know, when you put yourself out there, like we do, you have to be ready for the bad comments. And I can't say we're always gracious about the bad comments, but hey, that's life. Um, <laughs> we talked about it with Beetlejuice, though. We talked about it with Horror Makeup Show, and it comes back in Sinbad. Uh, one of the easiest things they can do is the ad lib jokes. And we talked about it, sorry, with Disaster 2, the jokes. Again, why. Can they only make fun of Miley Cyrus, Lady yeah. Gaga, the same people over and over again? There was no Lindsay Lohan joke in this one. I guess we we got lucky there. Oh, wow. But we, we did hear Wrecking Ball in it. He had to sing Wrecking Ball for some oh my gosh. reason that made absolutely no sense. You uh, you picked up on the uh, Megan Trainer joke in there. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, He's all about that gold. No silver. No silver. I'm, I've I, I've seen a few versions of the show. There was one as well where I seen them incorporate the whip and the nene in the show. Yeah, I know it was cringeworthy, absolutely cringeworthy. It's like they just pluck at whatever's in pop culture right now, it, just to cling on to. It's it's like it wants to try and be like, well, people like when we do it in Bill and Ted, but no, there we like Bill and Ted. We don't Bill, like you. Bill and Ted's like I think it works so well because it's aware of itself. Yeah. Whereas this, it's almost like no, take us seriously when it's like, mm. yeah, <laughs> no, I'm not going to. Yeah, we we can't compare Bill and Ted to something like this, especially when Bill and Ted. Although some of the jokes by the time even the show rolls around are already outdated and a little worn, you know, they they still try to incorporate some of the most recent ones as long as they can. Where this is, there was not a single joke that had any relevance in this entire thing. So, you know, well, if we can't get to laugh, we'll make fart noises, too. Oh, my gosh. Love love the fart noises at Universal. Um <laughs> And I mean, at some point, I guess the next parts are universal. The next thing we'll have to do, we'll have to knock out the rest of the shows. So we're going to have to go see Fear Factor. Oh, my. I've never seen that up. We should audition for Fear Factor. Oh, we should see if we can do it. Yeah. Because I think one of the one of the requirements is basically like you just have to be able to hold yourself up on a a bar for like three minutes or something. So basically just dangling. I will see about that. Someone's got to film it. Um, I just. (laughs) Why why is Universal so bad? It shows. I you know it's a shame because like I like the Grinch the 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 holiday show is yeah. good. I like the Terminator show, but that's not really that's more of a that's not. It's I feel like that's different because it really relies heavily on the James Cameron film part of the show. So it's like a both element. The Jim Carrey, the James Cameron. <laughs> Wait, did you? I th- are you not still talking about it? No, I Grinchmas? started talking about Terminator Two. Oh, I stopped paying attention. Oh, sorry, I, I lost you. You, you, <laughs> you lost me at, and I'm going to. I heard Grinchmas, so I assumed whenever I picked it back up, it would still be Grinchmas. <laughs> 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 Clearly, I was wrong. I was trying to move through a little faster than normal. But Oliver, you don't know this yet as much, but we don't listen to each other <laughs> on this show. <laughs> and he, and he knows when I do it. Too. Oh, I'm listening. That's why I'm not yeah. talking as much. <laughs> well, I, I like the Terminator show. But you know, See, I actually really enjoy. It. I know you said you're you're not a big fan of um, what was it? What show was it a second ago? Barney? No, Beetle not Juice. Barney. Beetlejuice. I loved Beetlejuice. Well, okay. Think, when was the last time you saw it? Uh, about eighteen months ago. Oh, okay. So, I, I just needed to know you see yeah. it in your adult life, so you just have oh, bad in, taste yeah, in my yeah. adult life. I've okay. seen it, and I, I didn't hate it. I actually quite enjoyed that, and I actually think the horror makeup show as well is very good. No, we like the horror. Yeah, makeup we show. like it as it's, long as it's the right talent that's doing it. Yeah, I've seen a few, you get good casts and bad casts, yeah. but I'm just saying like they can do good shows, and they're very, Bill and Ted's amazing, but like this, they just seem so. So this off, show's like, unacceptably bad. It's <sighs> this is, no Sinbad is the worst. Yeah, it is the worst show. It feels old. It's like we were saying earlier before we went on. It feels like it's a show for the 90s and it never well, grew You said up, that thing about so. the set, too. Oh, well, it looks like um, a cheap ripoff of the Goonies set. Yeah. <laughs> it really <laughs> does. Somebody else was saying that in chat earlier. Like, oh, we were trying to make this thing and then... You know, <laughs> yeah, we I got this we can... lying around. We should probably just use it. Can anybody do cartwheels? We could probably do a show here. Cartwheels? <laughs> cartwheels? Cartwheels. 
I thought that's how they uh, did the casting for it as well. Yeah. Like, can you do a cartwheel? And not even a good one. It can be like the monkey one where your legs are bent. <laughs> this, of course, falls into our range of so bad, it's bad. Yeah. It has no redeeming factors about it. I, I feel like even if I got liquored up, went to watch this show with a big group of friends and just tried to make fun of it, even then, I would still feel uncomfortable if I was the person who suggested we go do this. Yeah. Like, oh, oh I, they're not I hope they're not me judging me for saying else. <laughs> like, I would I would rather what you've just said. I'd rather watch the Beetlejuice show repeatedly. Yes. Yeah. I still don't think the Beetlejuice show was good. It it's was better fun. than this. But it yeah. could be the fun bad that you not not sin bad. Oh, I was going to say something awful. I was going to say I, you said this. <laughs> There was so much, uh, so many pyrotechnics in there. You might get lucky and something might go horribly wrong, which might make it, you know, wow. oh, marginally God, interesting. Oliver. One of those yeah. <laughs> ambulance chaser over there. You sleep on that tonight. <laughs> um, it's just, there's, it's one of those things where I feel like it's not, they, I don't like shows where it's too chatty. It's it's like we talked about Lights, Motors, Action, and you were saying like the stunts in Lights, Motors, Action were good. It was the in-between that was like, yeah. it was too much um, there's no way to say it. too much crap in the middle. That just is is what it is. It's just crap. It's not good stuff. And this show is all crap with like not even like it's the dialogue is so cheesy. Like who sits there, writes that and goes, oh, yeah, I've got it. It feels this like a first gem. draft. Yeah, that's what it feels like. It's- it feels like a no draft. It feels <laughs> like my my nephew wrote it. I, and I'm not trying to I'm getting real negative and I really don't mean to spiral down that hole. But it's just. This type of a humor, it's like it's outdated. It's the '90s stunt show where it's like, oh, they're so like over the top. It's so, it's too big. Everything's too, the motions, the speech, the, I don't know. Everyone's just a big donkey in that show. It's bad. So of course, uh, this while it played off as a review, this of course is our uh, way of nominating it into the Diz Universal Hall of Fame. Um, oh God, can we shut that down real fast? <laughs> no, I don't think we're going to have any problem with this one on what's going to happen with it, but uh, we always have to do it. We put in our opinion uh, and then we put up a post on the board and on the boards and the Diz Unplugged section, the letting you all out there vote on whether or not you want to see Sinbad in the Universal Hall of Fame. Uh, I'm going to start with Rhino. Give me whether or not you think it should. Yeah, sure. No, obviously not. Never. Yeah. I, 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 you're, it's like what you said, Craig. It's so bad. It's bad. And honestly, there is, I don't even like, there's some stuff that's been bad where I've said, oh, I have an attachment to it because it's part of the opening park or whatever. No, this should never even have existed. And I'm sorry to offend anybody that does enjoy it. That's just me. Oliver. A resounding no. And you hit the nail like on the head. It, it's, it's not so bad. It's good. It is so bad. It's just terrible. Like, yeah. don't waste your time. The best, the best thing about Sinbad is walking up to it and you might get to interact with the fountain out front. That's the best thing about Sinbad. Yeah, the Mystic you know? Fountain, which yeah. is a separate attraction on it itself. It is, it is, but it's, you know, in close proximity. I, I dislike Sinbad show so much. I would consider becoming a part of like the PCL construction whenever they finally tear this thing down <laughs> just so I can take a sledgehammer to it. Um, in such a park that has, it's redefining itself with upgrades like the wizarding world of Harry Potter. And I, I think Seuss is still relevant and fun. Every time I'm in there, Jurassic park is getting better and better. Kong is going to blow us away. Hopefully Secret Life of Pets is added into Toon Lagoon area and just gives that a little bit of an update. Is that a rumor? That's a big rumor. Yeah. Mm. Big rumor. And then obviously they're they're starting to invest back into Marvel Superhero Island, starting with the Hulk, giving yeah. it a little bit of a refresher. They are ready to start focusing again back on Islands of Adventure. And this area just needs to go. It, it's time. I know I'm back and forth on Lost Continent because I do love the architecture inside, and I don't find anything offensive about Mythos except for our awful well, server that we had there. Yeah, but what's this that is other just attraction? A waste of space. Poseidon's Fury. Okay, that's right. Yeah, it, it's a waste of space. No, it shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. If anyone, if I see one, vote yes. <laughs> you're banned from the boards. <laughs> shutting down the boards. No, you're not banned. I'm just shutting it down. I'm going to call Pete. I'm going to say we're. 
We're done. Turning off the boards. Yeah. <laughs> Turning them off for good. You've ruined it for everybody. So uh, we'll have the link to the thread in the show notes where you can find it again. It'll be in the Diz Unplugged podcast forum on disboards.com. Uh, you'll be able to find it there a little bit at some point after this, whenever I feel like making it, let's be honest. Um, but that, thank you guys so much for participating. This has been a fun episode. I'm glad to finally be back after such yeah. a long hiatus. Uh, and I can't wait to see what we pull off next week. Don't know. We'll figure it out <laughs> next week. Um, but no, of course, uh, in the meantime, if you want links to anything that we talked about on today's show, head to uh, disunplug.com. That's where you'll find our show notes for this show, the Blue Universal section, as well as all of the other shows we have um, on the Disunplugged podcast network. Uh, and also in there, you'll find a link. We are looking for contributors on the on the Dis Universal site to help out writing articles. So if you feel like you can help us out with writing articles, uh, if you get published, I believe it's like $50 a pop on on it so pretty good uh, anyone that can help out on it go ahead click that link sign up to be a contributor we'll see if you can make it in um also there you'll find links to all our social media pages uh so that way uh, you can get in touch with us however you want on the dis universal facebook or twitter or heck you might even just uh find our own pages that we have and try to connect in that way i'll talk to you on twitter i won't talk to you on facebook it's nothing personal i just i hate facebook love twitter love to tweet you do love a good tweet. Tweedly diddly deet. So tweedly tweet tweedly. Sorry, just watched that episode of The Office. All four parts. <laughs> Rack and Robin. Uh, and and also, if you like this video, remember now's the time to hit that thumbs up button. Three thumbs down before we started. Very suspicious. Hit the what? thumbs up button. Uh, for those of you who are listening to this via iTunes, go out and leave us a review. Uh, let us know what you think about Oliver. We need to add him in the mix now. He's here. He's here to stay, so uh, go ahead and leave us our feedback. Write comments on it. We'll try to answer uh, if we find it necessary to. But, uh, of course, thank you guys so much, everyone out there who took the time to watch and listen to this and always put up with our antics and shenanigans each week. I don't I don't understand why. Mm. I, I just don't get it. But thank you, thank you, thank you so much for it. And we will be back next week with another episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. Uh, until then, oh, our resolutions. Oh, fudge. Oh, nah. Uh, until then, Zinbad is not universal.